sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker and I am excited to be back uh, behind the microphone as we get another week started here. We have got uh, a few different voices that we're going to hear from on this show. We're going to hear from Mason Maggio. Uh, who is a multi-time winner now in the limited late model division, driving for late motorsports at Hickory Motor Speedway. We're also going to hear from his teammate, Max Price, uh, and tell you a funny story uh, about that interview when we get to it. Um, I actually interviewed him before the feature race on Saturday night, and we'll tell you uh, what happened afterward. Uh, And then we're also going to hear from... uh, Carolina Crate Modified Series winner Caden Lapsevich, also first-time winner in that series on Saturday. That series, along with the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, uh, was in action at Hickory on Saturday. We're going to talk about both of them uh, on this show as well. So a lot to get started with here, but I want to dip back in time a week before we uh, talk about what happened over this weekend. I want to go back a week because we've had a little time off here. And um, while we were away, the Cars Tour had their throwback race. This is one of my favorite races of the year. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get there to the Hickory Motor Speedway to see that event this year. But um, we'll talk about it nonetheless because uh, obviously some amazing throwback cars Um I want to focus on the results, though. The winners might have been predictable, depending on how you feel about such things. Uh, Matt Craig has won before uh, and won this race before, I believe. He got the win in the Super Late Model Division uh, on Saturday night, uh, two weeks ago, at Hickory in the Cars Throwback Race. Chandler Smith finished up in second. Bubba Pollard, Carson Quapple, and Kyle Plott rounded out the top five in the super late model side of things, the late model stocks ran as well, and Josh Berry got the win. Uh, this was a stud field. Josh Berry, Mason Diaz, Sam Yarborough, Minnie Tyrell, and Jared Fryer, your top five, but this was a loaded field. I think Bobby McCarty finished in sixth, if my memory serves me correctly. And if you look at the standings, we've talked multiple times on this show this year about how close the Cars Tour late model stock standings have been, and then it's going to go down right to the wire. Well, Bobby McCarty is just three points, three points ahead of Caden Honeycutt right now in the standings. Jared Fryer is in third, six points back. Uh, Caden's Teammate and car owner, Justin Johnson, fourth in the standings right now. He's only 10 points back. And Deke McCaskill, P5 in the Cars Tour late model stock standings. And he is just 19 points back. So the top five are within 19 points of each other. Still anybody's championship in the Cars Tour. Okay, we're going to step aside for a moment. When we come back, I want to talk about the Carolina Pro Late Models and also the Carolina Crate Modified Series, and we'll get things started with our featured guests 
a lot to come here on the We Lap Show. We may even have another surprise or two before the show ends. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the We Lap Show right after this. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Welcome back to the Lean Lap Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And uh, time now to talk about uh, this past Saturday at Hickory Motor Speedway. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about the Carolina Pro Late Models and the Carolina Crate Modified Series. Both divisions were in action along with Hickory's uh, NASCAR Weekly Racing Series divisions. And we'll talk about those in a little while. But uh, the Carolina Pro Late Models coming off of a race at Dillon that was won by Gus Dean, a multi-time feature winner now in the series. He was not in action on Saturday at Hickory, but they did have a good field. 18 cars started the feature event, and it was Nick Loden who returned to victory lane for the first time in quite a while uh, with the series. He won the first three, hadn't been back to victory lane since. And boy, I'll tell you what, this was a race from start to finish. William Swalich was up front. Katie Hedinger was running for the win for the longest time. She was second behind Nick Loden, who had taken the lead um, fairly early on. And, you know, maintained a couple of car lengths, but never got too far out. Katie Hedinger kept him real honest. Katie is doing a great job in her number 71, and uh, William Swalich was in there as well. Uh, You kind of had some comers and goers throughout the field, uh, you know, over the course of the race. But at the end of the event, it was Loden, Hedinger, and Swalich, And what happened was the 63 of Josh Lauder caught them. And then uh, Hedinger ended up spinning. And I, I don't know, I, I felt like in a sense, um, you know, she, uh, there was a car, I think, uh, I can't remember which car it was, but somebody dropped some fluid, I think, as they blew up uh, the motor and she spun and um, I thought that uh, they should have put her back in her spot. I was kind of disappointed with the call, to be honest, but because um, I felt like she spun in the fluid as a result of the fluid um, and not uh, because, you know, she just lost control of the car. But uh, I guess they said that the caution was not for the fluid. The caution was for Hedinger. So they did end up putting her... Um, not all the way to the back of the field, but to the back of the lead lap cars. So she restarted ninth, and that's where she finished a disappointing finish for Katie. I really felt like uh, she would have had a shot. Um, She obviously uh, was in second uh, and third in that area, um, you know, running second, third, the whole race. And I felt like she surely would have had uh, a good shot on a podium there. It was too bad, but... uh, that's how it goes. So uh, Josh Lauder ended up picking up second behind Loden. Um, William Sawalich was third. Really nice run for him. Um, 
the 1X of Tyler Church from Concord, North Carolina, finished up in fourth, and it was the four of Leland Honeyman who, man, I just feel like that Lee Falk racing car is way overdrawn at the luck bank. Um, They just can't, it seems like they just can't, have a complete race where the car stays the same the entire race. He was up front in the beginning, faded badly toward the back. I thought he was basically out of the running. And then uh, the last segment, uh, last long green flag run, he kind of came out of nowhere and um, ended up back in the top five again. Leland is doing a great job driving the car. Uh, I don't know what you know what the situation is, um, but for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to put it all together yet. But a great run for the Carolina Pro Late Models. It was a really, really good race to watch. I should point out that uh, Jazik Holiday in the five, he's out of Kansas, 14 years old, first year in the late model. That's the Joey Gates racing entry. Ended up seventh, his best finish ever. In the series, good run for Jazik. Good to see him finally get up um, inside the top ten. Now, the companion series to the Carolina Pro Late Models is the Carolina Crate Modified Series. And, uh, again, you know, they've struggled with car count. I mean, we've been somewhere between, you know, 6 and 11, 6 and 12 the whole year. Uh You know, I think we might have had 13 or 14 at one race, but um, the racing's been really good for the most part. Now, on this day, it was Caden Lapsovich finally getting his first win. Caden, if you don't know that name, has been here in Mooresville for a couple of years now, I guess. Uh, I didn't realize it, but uh, he's been here for a couple of years, and... Uh, he's from Canada. Grimsby, Ontario, Canada is his home. Uh, and Caden um, won the Pinties Championship a few years back. And I really thought that Caden had a good shot at uh, going, you know, up into the NASCAR National Series and, um, you know, and making a, a, a career racing NASCAR. I think he's definitely got the talent, but... Um, you know, obviously the dollars didn't fall his way, um, so he he's uh, he's enjoying running the modifieds. He missed a few races in the beginning, and then um, he he's been running ever since. He is a teammate to Kevin Orlando, who owns the car and owns his own car. Obviously, uh, Kevin's out of Statesville, North Carolina. Now, Kevin's won several races with the series this year, and uh, unfortunately. Didn't finish this one. He had a hard crash uh, into the barrier, the the pit tire barrier uh, at um, where you the outside of the track where you come across into the pit area uh, from the grandstand side. Um, man, he just walloped that barrier and um, did get out of the car and uh, walked to the ambulance. They checked him over. He was. He was okay. I'm sure he was probably very sore on Sunday morning, but uh, Kevin not able to finish the race. So Caden Lapsovich pretty much dominated after that. He had things his own way. Um, Cody Norman in the 12 out of uh, Louisville, North Carolina, in his father Mike's entry, MM Motorsports entry, finished in second. I think that's his best finish 
with the series this year. Did a really, really nice job. Really good to see Cody have a strong run. Dan Spini out of King, North Carolina, finished third. And Tanner Young out of Henry, Virginia, finished in fourth. And um, those were the only four cars on the lead lap at the end. Uh, Rich Klamarchuk, I think his best run in fifth. Brian Weber, good to see that veteran modified racer out. There is nobody, there is, there is not a driver in this area that has more passion for modified racing than Brian Weber. Uh, if you'll remember, Brian, some of you that have been around modified racing for a long time, and you remember the Coma Unwind modified series, that was Brian. And Brian just loves modifieds. He loves racing modifieds. And so really good to see him out at the track competing with the series. I hope he'll uh, run with, with the series more Um he did not finish the event, but uh, was credited with sixth, uh, followed by the 63 of Dean Lauder, uh, who also had a hard crash on the backstretch. And then um, Orlando and the 51 of Junior Snow were both involved in the same incident, uh, so they finished um, tail of the field. But um, just a, a great night of racing for both series. Uh, great to see. The enthusiasm of the fans at Hickory, it's kind of a home track for the series in a way. Their next race is coming up on the 28th at the end of August, August 28th, Saturday night at the Orange County Fair, Orange County Speedway, I should say, in uh, Rougemont, North Carolina. So uh, look forward to uh, that show, and that should be a lot of fun. They've run there a couple of times as well, so... Um, a lot of the drivers know the track really well now, so it should be interesting to see what happens there. And uh, But we're, we had a chance afterward. Uh, I enjoyed calling the action for the... King Lapsovich, the winner at Hickory Motor Speedway in the Carolina Crate Modified Series. First of all, congratulations on the big win. You've been on a roll as of late uh, after starting the season late with this car. As a teammate to Kevin Orlando, how does it feel to be in victory lane at America's most famous short track? Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I've wanted to win here since since I got in something that I raced around here locally. Um, you know, it's really cool. A lot of history here. Uh, the track's really fun. It's racy. So um, it's pretty cool. The, or, the Orlando's have had a lot of success here, and they just they made it easy for me. They they built such great race cars, and uh, I guess we got to build another one after tonight. But um, they've they've done really good at adapt, helping me adapt and adapting to me and making it feel like something something that I'm kind of close to driving so um you know we've we've made a lot of changes on this car probably from what what would steer away from what Kevin would like but um you know I think I think we're just getting started with this I think there's there's still some more speed but um overall right now I'm pretty happy with it Grimsby, Ontario, Canada, your home, and I know that uh, you'd love to be in one of NASCAR's national series at some point real soon. Uh, are you full-time now here in the Carolina area? Talk a little bit about how all this came together with Kevin, too. So about a year, actually it was a year ago today, I moved to North Carolina, um, and it was probably about a month before that. I was um, racing a super late model back home, and or not back home, in Indiana, and Cody Glick was my crew chief, and we got talking, and he offered me a job down here at Hamkey Race Cars, uh, somewhere Kevin has worked for seven or eight years or so. But um, so we got talking and jokingly one night I said, "Well, you got a second car? What if I get a motor?" And he goes, "Well, I don't know what you're waiting for." So I got a motor about as quick as I could, and we we wanted to be out for all the races, but um, 
just that the 602s were hard to find and the national back order on like everything I could think of probably um, was was hard for this but uh, you know we've put it together we've got some good runs uh, I think our worst finish is like second or third maybe so I'm happy with it we're getting w better and um, you know I just there's only there's there's only, still room for improvement but uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. What about your future plans? I mean, uh, would still your goal to get to the uh, National Series, Trucks Xfinity Cup, or are you happy just uh, racing the modified and working uh, and, and having a good time? You know, I'm a when I won the NASCAR Pinty Series Championship in 2016, yeah. there was there was a lot of hope and promise that you know I could make something of it and we could maybe go run Cana and Arca, maybe dabble in some trucks, but um. Just it, it's a money game now. Um, I, I don't come from from money. Uh, we're blue collar workers. We work worked our tails off our whole lives. Uh, my grandpa ran a really successful business, but um, you know I'm I I'm having fun. I'm a Saturday night racer. Uh, I like running the big super late model races like the Winchester 400 and Snowball Derby. But um, you know this this is fun. Uh, just working in the shop with Kevin and his his family and a couple buddies and. Uh, and getting to come race on Saturday night and then drink beer on Sunday and talk about how we can get better is that's what it's all about. That's what racing and short track racing was built on. So I'm thankful for the Orlandos for what they've done for me. But, um, you know, I, maybe we can dabble in trucks or something. We can get a shot or I don't know, maybe ARCA, but it doesn't look promising in that either. Well, who would you like to uh, thank and who helps you make all this happen? Um, first of all, Jack and Kevin, they... They've done a lot for me. They've, they've went out of their way to make this about as easy as possible as they could for me. Um, a services helped me get the motor in the car. Uh, I, I support Short Track Racing, uh, which is Facebook page. They, he's helped me buy some tires. And uh, just all the Orlando family, they keep us fed. Uh, my mom and dad, they, they never gave up on me and always told me to push and pursue and do whatever you can. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We soldier on here uh, talking about the Carolina Pro Late Model Series uh, for the afternoon at Hickory. Actually, it turned into a late evening. Uh, and the modified race, I don't think, got over until after midnight or so. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview with... Um, Caden Lapsovich, because certainly a driver, I think that um, I think it could be fun to watch him in a late model. I'd love to see him get into a late model stock car and see what he could do, or even a pro late model. Um, the drivers who did get into a pro late model at uh, Hickory this past weekend put on a great show. This was so much fun to watch. Um, really, it turned into a battle between... Nick Loden, William Sawalich, and Katie Hedinger, for the most part, over the course of the race. There were some other drivers, like Leland Honeyman, and uh, then eventually Josh Lauder, who factored into the uh, front-running uh, race for the win, or race for the podium anyway. But for the most part, it came down to Loden and Sawalich and Hedinger. And those three put on a great show. Nick Loden led most of the laps um, and ended up, of course, picking up his fourth victory of the season in the Pro Late Model uh, Series. But um, he certainly didn't have the easiest time of it. 
William Sawalich and Katie Hedinger chased him all the way uh, to the finish. And uh, then Josh Lauder ended up factoring in at the very end when Hedinger spun. Uh, and I, I don't know. Um, from my point of view, it appeared as though Katie may have uh, spun in some fluid that was laid down by another car. Um, but I guess uh, the uh, race control decided that the caution was for Katie's spin and not for the fluid. So um, they sent her to the back, which meant that she basically got put, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, ahead of all the uh, lap down cars. So I think she restarted ninth, and that's where she ended up finishing. But I'll tell you what, um, I thought Katie did a phenomenal job in that race, and it wouldn't have surprised me if she would have ended up challenging Nick Loden before it was over for the win. I really felt like she had a shot at it. Uh, but good to see Nick back in victory lane. Josh Lauder finished in second. Sawalich um, finished in third. Fourth was Tyler Church. And Leland Honeyman, after kind of he started strong, faded. I don't know. Maybe he just dropped back to save tires or whatever. But, boy, he fell way back um, in the field, out of well out of the top five. Um, and then all of a sudden ended up back in the top five at the end. So I'm really not too sure what happened there. But um, Leland had uh, a strong kind of run to the finish. And 18 cars started the feature. That was a good turnout for the uh, pros. And want to actually give some credit to Jazzic Holiday for a nice seventh-place finish New crew chief for him uh, with Joey Gase Racing, second race with that crew chief, and it made uh, a definitive difference because, as I said, he ended up with a top 10 finish, and uh, Jazik did a really nice job. So you can see his confidence growing um, every week with uh, that number five, Page Construction Car, um, Sandwich uh, Man, Diecast collectibles, uh, sandwich man racing, I guess is what he goes by, but uh, um, sells all kinds of uh, collectibles and memorabilia and just does a great job with that. So um, nice job for Jazik to uh, to have that good run. Um, again, Carolina Pros back in action end of the month on the 28th at Orange County uh, in Rougemont, and that should be a lot of fun. Um, definitely excited to, uh, see when they go back there, the Carolina crate modifieds, uh, will be with them on that weekend. And so, uh, again, should be a lot of fun. I love orange County. One of my favorite tracks in North Carolina, just, uh, love the racing, um, really fast little track and, uh, just about anything can put on a great show there. So looking forward to that Hickory also had their own divisions in action and, the limited late models, Max Price, ended up winning um, his second feature of the season with the 22 car. Um, light Motorsports is his team, and he is paired with Mason Maggio and Josh Stark. Now, the interesting thing is that I had a chance to catch up with uh max price and talk about that and i did the interview with him before the race and he went out and won um 
had the same exact thing happened with um, at the summer shootout this week, uh, which we'll get to in detail. But I had the same situation happen with Garrett Lowe, who you'll hear later on in the show. But uh, let's take a moment here and listen to Max Price, a young man from the Midwest who's making his name here. And uh, Max talking about win number two and his uh, season at Hickory Motor Speedway. Max, you come all the way from the Midwest every week to race. That's a long haul. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Lansing, Michigan. Um, it's probably about 12 hours. You know, it gets pretty steady over time, but, you know, it definitely wears on the mental state. But it's definitely worth it to come down here each time. How old are you? 19. 19 years old. And what, what uh, led to you deciding that you're going to come to Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina every week to race a limited weight model? How did all this come together for you? Um, it definitely started when I was started in Bandos at my local tracks, Spartan Speedway, or now Corrigan Oil Speedway. And then, um, you know, it's just about knowing people, you know. So Mason Ludwig, he raced here last year, and he also shouted me out to the light boys and that's really how I started they got interested in me whenever I first started testing out and uh, you know rest is history and now I'm here what got you interested in racing in the first place definitely my dad my dad was like just one day hey you want to do this and I was like why not <laughs> so then we went out in a bando in my very first race and I won it and then I won the next one and the next one and, and then I went up to late models after that and then now I'm here so you only ran three races to Bando, or how long did you, because you won your first three, right? How long did you race the Bando before you moved to a late model? That's a big step. I only did like a year and a half of Bandos. So it was those three, and then the one year after that. So, and then I was thrown to the wolves in late models. And um, it wasn't fun at first, but then we made some friends, and then it was, it got fun, you know. <laughs> if you're not having fun, why do it? So talk about your season here so far with uh, Light Motorsports. I mean, I watch you guys and got yourself and Mesa Maggio and Josh Stark. And it seems like uh, you guys race around each other quite a lot. And even uh, once in a while, you know, bang doors and fenders and uh, have a little fun there uh, with each other. Uh, what's this year been like here at Hickory for you? Yeah, I love my teammates like, I'm, like they're my brothers that I don't have. Um, but it's always who's better today, you know. It's never, we're never like together any day it's always who's going to be better this time but you know i like it that way you never know who's going to best who um but you know i got my first win two weeks or two races ago that was pretty fun um i'm pretty sure i'm second in big 10 right now points wise and third in the main series points wise right behind my teammate mason maggio the magic man the magic man. Okay, so uh, talk about what your life is like outside of uh, the sport. What do you do when you're not racing? Do you work? Are you in college? What, uh, what What's your situation? Um, I do have a simulator at home, so that's pretty fun. I do that most of the time. And I also have a job at Applebee's. And my, my I love local. that place. You do? I do. Hey. Not to, I don't work there. I just eat there. Food's good. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not no comment, <laughs> but you know I love working there. My uh, coworkers are pretty nice to me sometimes. Um, you know it's just fun. Just have fun with it. 
So what's your goal here? I mean, you're in limited weight models right now. Are you trying to move up in racing, or what? Are, what are, are you just having fun with this, or what is your game plan? Um, it's both. Have fun with it, and I would hope to travel around the country with late models, or if, you know, ARCA, Nudge Nudge, could uh, give me a couple of sponsors, I could go there. Or just anywhere that'll take me, really. I don't think series generally give people sponsors. I think you go get them to race the series, yeah. right? Yeah, that comes with wins here yes. and anywhere else. But, you know, I might do that today. So talk about how can fans follow you if they want to and get to know you better. Do you have a website, social media? Talk about all that good stuff. Uh, we definitely have Facebook and Instagram, which are Facebook is Max Price Racing and Instagram is Max dot price racing or period max price racing was taken on instagram so who helps you make all this happen um i pretty much run the instagram by myself and my dad runs the facebook by himself you know we don't really i don't do facebook well and he doesn't do instagram well so okay i was talking about your racing max who helps your racing happen but thanks oh. for letting us know who runs your social <laughs> um who loves my racing pretty much everyone on the team you know my dad especially uh, my mom mental support my papa mental support you know all my friends back home the Michigan gang back at it uh, uh, i love you guys really um Definitely my teammates as well. They definitely push me, like, a lot. You know, they're so funny, and especially on the track, because Josh, he's a racer, man. He's, yes, he is. When you're next to him, he doesn't give you the light of day, but, it, you know, it pushes me. It pushes me to where I am. And how about uh, light motorsports? Talk about the crew and uh, the people that are teaching you. Yeah, I would definitely say Matt, Kevin, and Woody, and all those guys, they definitely help with, uh, you know, mental state and on the track um definitely matt i gotta give him a shout out he's a wonderful spotter and a crew chief um and ashley he's a wonderful tire guy oh my god you know he's he has like photographic memory i swear well congratulations on the feature win welcome back uh hope you enjoyed hearing from max price max did a nice job uh again on saturday and uh Definitely a young man that's uh, uh, very, very talented and, you know, dedicated to what he's doing. Uh, they come a long way every week from Michigan to uh, race at Hickory, and Max uh, really has done a great job. That race ended with uh, Akinori Ogata finishing up in second. Bryson Ruff finished third. That was a comeback finish. He was... Uh, the early leader, and got taken out by Josh Stark um, in a collision and had to um, had to make some hasty repairs on that car to get him uh, ready to make that comeback. Had a nice run for third. Hedinger finished fourth. Maggio fifth. Skyler Cheney ended up sixth. Skyler uh, a car that was definitely underpowered, but Skyler did a really nice job with it. He's uh, running for the points championship at Tri-County, but he dropped by Hickory with a new car and a um, basically a smaller motor and um, did a nice job to finish sixth. Tony Bradinger back at Hickory, finished seventh, and Stark wound up in eighth. In the late model division, Gage Painter, in the number eight, dominated the event, defeated Josh Kosick. Gracie Trotter finished third. 
Uh, nice uh, run for her. Taylor Satterfield, strong run for fourth. And Jesse Can finished in fifth. Jason Miles, J.P. Dyer, sixth and seventh. In the street, stocks love this division. They always put on great shows. Jesse Clark, your winner on Saturday night. Gary Ledbetter and Marshall Sutton, second and third. Derek Fowler, John Clark, Mark, uh, sorry, Mike Cooper, D.J. Hamby, and D.J. Little rounding out the top eight in that. And uh, then we talked about the Carolina Crate Modifieds of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. No racing at Hickory Motor Speedway this coming Saturday night. Um, they will have an event, however. It will be the Sundown Audio Show. Uh, again, I don't know a lot about this, but uh, some of the finest audio systems in the country will be uh, battling, I guess, uh, for the annual Sundown Auto Show at Hickory Motor Speedway this Saturday. So um, definitely going to be a loud event at the Speedway. Uh, hope they don't have a funeral on Saturday night. For those of you who've never been to Hickory, this track is located right next to a funeral uh, next to a cemetery. So uh, every now and again, they have to just stop in the middle of whatever they're doing at Hickory. It could be lap five of a race. You just throw a red flag and uh, the funeral service goes on and then uh, you go back racing. <laughs> so um, hopefully no funerals on Saturday because uh, it's going to be pretty noisy um, with the sundown audio show at the Hickory Motor Speedway. All right. One last race event to talk about here on this week's lead lap that I want to get in, and we do have an interview that coincides with this. Um, on Tuesday, the Legends cars, now the Bandoleros finished their uh, summer shootout on Monday night. The Legends cars finished on Tuesday. I was at the Legends car portion of that on Tuesday night for a little while, and then it started raining before they could ever get uh, I think they got maybe, I don't know, seven, eight laps into the Young Lions feature, and then it just started raining. And the interesting thing about it was that um, it started raining and then uh, stopped, and then the lightning started. And for a while, it was just basically lightning that was the issue. And, of course, every time you have a lightning strike within eight miles, it's uh, another 30 minutes on the delay clock. And so... At the end of it all, um, <laughs> the um, the rain started again, and it kind of kept up. And I think uh, finally about 9.30, they restarted the feature event, uh, the Young Lions feature, right where it left off. And the winner is also the series champion, Parker Eatman. Did a phenomenal job over the last, uh, well, the entire shootout, really, but especially the last uh, four or five weeks. He was just unbeatable. Great job by Parker to get the win in the number four. Sean Abel had a comeback second place in the 10 after getting basically run over. Turn one, lap one. Uh, Abel uh, ended up having to come from the back of the field and did a nice job. Ended up second in the points. George Phillips, a nice third-place finish in the Young Lions there. Carson Brown finished fourth, and Sean McElerney uh, finished up in fifth in that uh, event. There were 
shenanigans in every feature last night um, on on Tuesday night. Uh, some of the honestly worst driving I've seen at the shootout in a long time, and it kind of was spread across uh, the divisions. It wasn't there. The, there weren't multiple drivers in each division, but. Um, there, there were uh, there was at least one in each, um, and so uh, good run for Parker Eatman and the Young Lions points um, had Eatman at the top as well. So great job for him, um, and look forward to uh, what's to come next year. I will go through the other points. Uh, Caleb Hetty. Winning the Pro Series points, the feature win last night uh, in the Pro class went to Jordan Black. And, of course, uh, Justice Calabro started on the pole and was leading the event. Jordan caught him and uh, just booted him out of the way going into turn one and knocked uh, the toe out on uh, Calabro's car, which basically ruined his event. I think he ended up finishing sixth. But, um, again, just, you know, some really careless driving last night. Um, Hetty ended up winning the championship. Uh, Jensen Jorgensen finished second. Ethan Northfleet was third. Calabro fourth in points. And Jake Waltman fifth in the Masters division. It was good to see Robbie Fager back to victory lane last night. First win of the year saved it for the uh, end of the season. The last uh, event, Robbie Woodall was the champion. Lee Jordan, second in the Masters. Third was Carl Cormier, then Brandon McKenzie and Dwayne Holder. And um, that's the way that went. I don't have the semi-pro uh finals and it may be oh wait here they are uh semi-pro cameron bolin um was your champion landon lewis finished up in second michael crafton third colin brown fourth and jacqueline daniels finished in fifth felt really bad for landon rap last night in that semi-pro race because colin brown just uh totally um, Dirty drove him and ended up uh, causing him to flip a few times. But uh, glad to see that Landon was okay. Not impressed, like I said. I'll say it one more time with some of the driving last night. Just really, really bad. Um, and I think some of it's uh, more caused by the radios uh, and the spotters than anything else. And that's, you know, I've said for a long time that I think the shootout would be a much better event if they took all the radios out of the cars in all divisions across the board, put the receivers back in. So the only people who could talk to these drivers would be the race officials. I think we'd have much better racing, but what do I know? Um, We did catch up, however, with the winner of that semi-pro feature. His name is Garrett Lowe and Garrett is a, Driver, you'll hear him talk about his story, but Garrett's a driver that uh, has been racing for uh, the Stillwell family, Stillwell Racing, for a number of years now, and just a super nice young man. He's also a really big Sim Series racer, runs in the Esport Coca-Cola NASCAR National Series on iRacing, and um, we had a chance to talk with him before he went out and won the feature. So just like we did with 
Sean Abel earlier this year at the shootout where we talked to him before the race. He went out one and uh, it happened again at Hickory with me on Saturday. Talked to him before the feature. He went out and won. And then uh, <laughs> Garrett Lowe last night um, did the uh, exact same thing, ended up winning the feature. So uh, we're going to hear from Garrett to uh, give you a chance to get to know him. Standing in the pit area, or garage area, Charlotte Motor Speedway, we've got a rain delay right now as we get ready to wrap up around 9 and then go to round 10 for the Legends cars. I caught up with Garrett Lowe. Garrett, one of the competitors in the Legends car division. Garrett also one of the top iRacers. Sim racing, a big deal for you. First of all, where are you from and how old are you? I'm 19 years old. I'm from Gaston, North Carolina. Uh, born and raised. That's where I've been my whole life. And uh, yeah, getting into continuing to race legend cars while also continuing sim racing. Now, talk a little bit about uh, how you got started in racing, period. Because you've been running for, still all racing for a while, but uh, talk about your career to date. Uh, yes, yeah, so I really started the NASCAR Hall of Fame uh, probably 2013. It's kind of a birthday present, a membership to the Hall of Fame, run their simulators. So I went up there oh, for nice. probably about every Saturday for maybe a year with my dad. My mom was working on a national board certification. And uh, we were able to go up there and have, have a good time every weekend. And it got me into racing. And then into sim racing and uh, the next year i bought my own pc and set up and at home uh, and then got into the competitive side of it and started enjoying that and then at about the same time i was getting into the competitive side of sim racing i hopped in a bandolero ran that for about two years won a championship and then moved into the legend car division uh, and semi-pro where i'm at today so it's interesting that um we're seeing more and more racers go from the sim to the seat you started in the seat kind of went to the sim and then now you're doing sim and seat at the same time so a little bit of a different path for you talk about the sim racing that you're doing because you're running for the wood brothers i mean you're serious here and what's that like and how does that help you in the seat oh it helps a lot especially just keeping keeping focus and the racecraft you need to learn um, you can learn a lot of that from sim racing and i think a lot of people that have gone from sim to seat like you said uh, they take a lot of those notes and ideas with them uh, and they're usually really good racers when they get in the seat in real life um, so yeah, I've taken a little bit of back and forth. Uh, it helps me. Both of them help me stay sharp with the other. You know, Legend Car teaches me to be a little bit more aggressive when I need to be, uh, but sim racing is more teaches me when I need to be patient, how to you know make moves and, and methodically plan those out. Now, for those who don't really know much about how the whole sim world works, how does one get to race for Wood Brothers Racing on the sim? What does that mean? Uh, explain it in a way that someone who knows nothing about any of this could understand it. Give us the details. Yeah, so it's a very rigorous process to make it to the World Championship Series, and that's what the NASCAR Cocoa iRacing Series is. It's the iRacing Oval World Championship Series. Uh, it's been around for probably 10 or 11 years now. Uh, so I believe it started in 2010. Uh, so it's been here for a while. It's the, the process to get there, though, is first you have to go through the Road to Pro Qualifying Series. There's two rounds of that. Once you get in the top 20 in there, you transfer to the Pro Series, which is the kind of mixed bag. If you've got some guys who are on the way out of the series, some guys are on the way in, and, you know, they fight it out for 10 weeks. Uh, in the top 20 then make it back to Coke Series. So it's it's very exciting, it's very rigorous, and it's difficult to stay in the series every year and also for new people and new faces uh, to enter the series. Now, have you gotten to actually meet the Webb brothers? And, and if you have, talk about your interaction with the family and the team because that's obviously one of the most legendary families in NASCAR. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of conversation with John Wood. Um, 
you know, director, uh, basically of the iRacing team. Uh, he's a great guy. I love meeting with him. Uh, I have my own spin scooter now. Uh, Wood Brothers hooked me up with that, so that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, I love. I try to use that around campus at UNC Charlotte, but they don't really like me, you know, using that one. That's not their brand. So we got to we got to work on that and get spin at UNCC. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's been it's been great. Uh, COVID kind of shut down. Uh, I was going to be go up to the in Virginia and meet them. That's going to be a really good experience. I felt like, uh, but really hadn't had a chance to do that. Um, but at some point, you know, really like to meet them and their whole entire family because they have a great story. You talked about uh, meeting the Wood Brothers. You talked about going to UNCC. Uh, you're obviously a student there. What are you studying at UNCC, and uh, how is that going to play into the possible racing career you're looking to have? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm studying mechanical engineering uh, with a concentration in motorsports at UNC Charlotte. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I got in, I guess, fall of 2020. That was uh, when I started. So I'll be a sophomore here in the fall. And, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I hadn't really got into the mechanical side of things, just basic engineering so far. But I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds. And, yeah, I think for as far as career, I definitely want to be in motorsports, uh, whether that's working for, you know, a race team or something, whatever, you know, whatever it involves, I want to be racing or around racing. Okay, so who all helps you make all this happen, Garrett, both on the sim side and the seat side? Uh, well, on the seat side, it's uh, Stillwell Racing and the Fort Performance Racing School. Uh, they're a huge, huge help, uh, especially setting up the cars and making sure I have proper seat time to get dialed in every week. And uh, on the sim side, it's Wood Brothers Racing and uh, the Legacy Esports team with Five Star Racing is kind of an alliance deal between two two organizations. Um, we're doing pretty well so far uh, and looking to continue our success. So I want to ask one more question that I just thought about. Going back to the sim for a minute, I don't think uh, a lot of fans probably understand that this isn't just, hey, let's all show up on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock and have a race. When you're racing at the level that you are on the sim with uh, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola League, um, a lot of preparation a lot of testing or setup. I mean, it's almost basically a mirror of the real thing without going to the racetrack, right? Talk a little bit about the details of that. It really is a mirror, like you said. I mean, there's, we spend hours and hours a week. I mean, there's there's some tracks we'll spend probably 20, 20 30 hours. Some tracks we'll spend 40. Uh, it really depends. Um, and some, some weeks, you know, we're back-to-back -back weeks. We'll have no off week. Most of the time, we're every other week. So it, it's a real, you have to play your cards right and make sure that you're prepared for each race. Because like you said, the series is so competitive. Usually in qualifying, the second to 15th in the field is within a half a hundredth of each other. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, so it's it's really preparation dedicated and focused like that. Uh, you really just got to make sure you stay on top of how you prepare for a race. Um, and it's difficult to prepare for these races. I mean, there's, we work on setups religiously. That's, that's most of what it is. First 15 minutes of your practice, usually you're working on driving and figuring out the racetrack. Uh, and then from there, you're, you're all set up for the rest of your, your de dedicated. Your I guess it's your preparation time, yeah. Where can people follow you, and how do they follow the leagues and so forth that you're racing in? Yes, you can follow me on Facebook at Garrett Lowe Racing. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lowe underscore six. Uh, I don't have an Instagram page, but I'm working on getting that one for racing going. Um, and far as uh, you can follow Wood Brothers at Wood Brothers Racing and Wood Brothers Gaming. And then the NASCAR Coca Series uh, is on Twitter as well with iRacing uh, and all their partners. So it's kind of spread out, but you'll find them. <laughs> How has your season gone here so far at the shootout? It's been all right. Uh, with only running six races, with you know running the Coca Cola Series on the nights I'm not here, uh, it's been it's been challenging. The first couple weeks we really couldn't seem to find speed, uh, and then about round three or four we we felt like we we're making good changes and good 
turning the corner where we can run, you know, top three every week. And so far, I think our worst qualifying in the last four weeks has been third. So, uh, so far, we're doing pretty good in, uh, here lately. Well, you got rounds nine and ten here tonight. Uh, looks like the weather hopefully is uh, about stopped here. Maybe we can get all that out of here and go back racing again. Good luck the last two races and the rest of the season, sim and seed as well. Appreciate it. Thank you. Looking forward to get this race in tonight. Hopefully, we can get both both rounds in and uh, cap this season off here at Summer Shootout. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financially it is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.com. Welcome back to Lee Lap Radio, presented by the good folks from Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker with you. Getting ready to wrap this thing up. I do want to make a couple of closing comments, though, about the uh, final a summer shootout event last night at Charlotte. The um, first of all, I I have to give all the credit in the world to the teams, to uh, everybody involved with U.S. Legends and Charlotte Motor Speedway, and um, everybody that uh, was involved uh, pit road TV with the uh, track pass uh, broadcast. First of all. Um, Everybody waited out the rain delay, and I'm not sure if there was supposed to be a curfew, but uh, <laughs> there was no curfew last night. They did what they had to do to get it in, and that was awesome. Um, just such a, a, a great series this year. Um, it was really kind of a shame that, um, you know, the wheels fell off some of the drivers last night because, uh, you know, it was for the most part a series devoid of a lot of the nonsense on the track i mean there was some of it you're always going to have some but for the most part i thought it was uh, overall the best series i've seen in a long time a ton of talent in legends cars and bandoleros right now and some really really nice first class people too um so you know while i you know i try to um speak my mind and say what I think and, uh, you know, call a spade a spade. At the same time, you want to be balanced. And I really have to give it a lot of credit to and the tip of the cap to Graham Smith and um, Layla and the entire staff because they they really did a great job. Chris Conyers, as a race director, came a long way um, and really did a, a nice job as well. And uh, I can't wait for next year's summer shootout, though I certainly don't want to rush this year away. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, uh, congratulations to everybody. They had really tough conditions. They actually dropped a round. They had rounds 9 and 10 that were scheduled to be run last night, and they ended up just basically eliminating round 9, going straight to round 10 and calling it a day. So uh, counting the rain out they had a couple of weeks back, it was an eight-round shootout this year and that's just how it goes unfortunately uh you know 
it's uh, it's incredible that uh, the last few weeks happened the way it did for them. The first seven uh, weeks went off without a hitch, basically, and then uh, I think he had one rain out, and um, then the last two weeks, um, you know, COVID-19 bit uh, some of the officials, and so uh, no racing for two weeks. Last night was supposed to be 9 and 10 to make it up and finish it off, and then the rains came and just... Um, you know, it just was a uh, rough night for everybody. But uh, in the end, at uh, about 1 a.m. in the morning, they were doing the uh, presentation of the championship belts and all the uh, uh, awards and such on the front straightaway for the drivers. And um, so in the end, everybody uh, got out of there. And uh, thank God nobody was injured. It, it was a uh, safe night of racing. And so, uh, again, congratulations to Graham Smith and the staff at the summer shootout, um, for again, for the most part, they did a phenomenal job this year, and it was really interesting to watch them sort of adjust as they went um, and kind of tweak things to make the program better. Um, you know, I think uh, they need to really clamp down on the uh, the bumping and the some of the driving, but uh, which they did. Uh, they did set. Black flag some drivers over the course of the series. They suspended one or two of them for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, not much you can do when it all happens on the last night. But, uh, you know, other than that, just a phenomenal, phenomenal job, I thought, under very uh, challenging conditions. Uh, couldn't have a crowd for a few few rounds. And then, you know, by the time you get the momentum going, it was a decent crowd the last couple of weeks, but not not anything near like what I think they should have. But, of course, uh, I'm sure it probably uh, plays well on track pass, too, so a lot of people watching it there. So, with that being said, that uh, brings us to a close for this week's lead lap. I want to thank, of course, the uh, the sponsors, Victory Custom Trailers, mycomputercareer.edu as well, training for a better life. Um, and uh, thank everybody who listens to this show and supports this show and makes this show possible. Thanks to all of our guests. We look forward to talking with you again on the next Lead Lap Show. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at victorycustomtrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.